spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, it's David Kay, voice of Beast Wars Megatron and TFA Optimus. You're listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Will these infernal setbacks never end? The revolution begins now. My name is Optimus Prime, and this episode of Transformation Animation Podcast features Stephen C. Phillips, Mike Blanchard, and Michael Wilson. Ah, the universal greeting. Bye, weak, grana, weak, knee-bong. Hello, and welcome to episode eight of Transformation Animation Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Steve, and Mike, and joining me is Steve Megatron. Hello. Good day, sir. And Pecan Court Michael. Hello. Hey, how's it going? It's going... So what have you been up to, Steve? Well, for those interested, I've been working on GeekCastRadio.com. normal voice, damn it. Version 3.0. Okay, what else? <laughs> I've been perfecting it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> A perfect vibrator. Not uh, once, but twice. A dual vibrator. Wom, 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 An oscillating vibrator. Stop it. Stop giving him ideas. What have you been up to, Michael? Uh, the daddy thing. Uh, Aiden, my oh, oldest boy. Is... Stop it. <laughs> he turns five in a couple days. And he's currently in uh, fall t-ball. Which oh. is exciting. Yes. T-ball. So that's what I've been doing lately. Didn't you guys go to Chicago Comic Con or whatever the hell that was? Uh, yeah, we did. We uh, went to the yeah Chicago Comic Con. That was fun. Uh, we went on a, on a Sunday, which I don't think is such a good idea. If we do the Chicago Comic Con again, we'll probably go on a Saturday. Uh, oddly, from what I heard from various board celebrities, uh, Saturday was not a good day to bring the kids because it was so... Well, Patrick Stewart was there. Yeah. And Bruce Engage. Campbell was there. Engage. Yeah, so there, it was so packed that the lines completely filled the hall all the way around, and they said it would have been too easy to lose your kid. Uh, I actually had a, a conversation with Erica Aleniak, 
It's a Baywatch babe from way, okay. way back. And <laughs> before your time. Uh, although she did share a screen with uh, David Hasselhoff, who is one of your favorites. Yes. I, I remember Baywatch. I don't remember her, but I remember the show. Thank you. Yeah, well, you know, it was her and Pam Anderson. and, and Yeah, right. anyway. So what it come down to is she was just sitting there looking bored. And Aiden just happened to stop and say hi. And she's like, oh, you're so cute. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. You have any idea who you're talking to, kid? You know? <laughs> so, yeah, we ended up talking and she's telling me about you know, how horrible it was on Saturday. Like, oh, you know, I wouldn't want him here on Saturday. It was horrible. He would have gotten lost. And we ended up talking about how horrible it would be for your kids to get lost at a convention. And it was strange. Uh, I talked to Elena Huffman uh, from Stargate roughly about the same thing, you know. And she was basically just talking about how packed it was. And uh, I also had a chance to stop and talk to... Um, the much less famous uh, David Willis from Short Packed. That was kind of cool. He's like, hey, I recognize you. And I'm like, yeah, my kid too, look. And he's like, yeah, I recognize him too. So that was kind of neat. Uh, who else did I talk to? I talked to Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so th that was that was really, really neat. And uh, I had never met him before. Apparently he does a lot of these conventions, but... I've never actually gone up to him and said, hey, you know, I really appreciate what you did, and it's amazing, and, you know, I want my boy to meet you just so that, you know, he can say that he did. And, and I didn't want to say, you know, before you die, because, God, the guy's old. He's got giantism. <laughs> no, I mean, it's true. I, I, I don't think they live that long. It's like Andre the Giant, you know? I don't think he, oh, he okay. died before his time. No, seriously, he has giantism. It's a, Right, yeah the disease the guy's hand i shook his hand and it's his hand it was like me shaking aiden's hand it's how big his hand was compared to mine it was ridiculous so this was the guy that was at this was the chewbacca that was actually in the movies yes oh wow as opposed uh, to some other chewbacca that just well, randomly no, shows up dressed in costume how many chewbaccas are there um, well, there's a lot of chewbacca impersonators you know what oh, i mean oh no that's uh, just the real deal yeah, yeah, this was the real guy. Okay. No, we've seen guys in Chewbacca suits. It's like a guy in the stilts, you know. Yeah. It's Chewbacca, you know. No, this guy is literally seven feet tall. He's huge. Hmm. Uh, it was it was really neat, and he put his hand on top of Aiden's head, and it was like palming a basketball. It was. <laughs> the, it was call. really weird. Yeah, no. It, but the weird thing, and this is what was really cool about this guy, is that uh, there were signs all over that said no pictures. So, you know, I couldn't walk up to Erica Leniak, take a picture of her. Here, take a picture of my kid. Kiss my boy. You know, that type of thing. Uh, but when I walked up to Chewbacca to talk to him, his, his I want to say wife, older lady, manager maybe, I'm not sure. But she was there at the booth with him. And I said, you know, I really wanted my boy to meet you because he, he's just finding out about Star Wars. It's new to him. He thinks it's amazing. And, and you know, I just want to give him this. And the wife said, take a picture yeah <laughs> so i kind of <laughs> snuck around and got a quick picture awesome yeah right. yeah it was really neat um uh, yeah yeah it was really a cool thing and I, i've been meaning to make a blog post about it and to be honest i haven't checked i haven't done anything with my blog in such a long time slacker i i know <laughs> it's just um 
That's what I was going to say. Yeah, now that I, now that you bring it up, we also uh, we did a bunch of stuff in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know, we went to uh, the Shedd Aquarium. We went to the Brookfield Zoo. Uh, we went to Medieval Times. You ever heard of Medieval Times? Yes. Dinner and, dinner and tournament. Mm-hmm. So I want to go that. there. <laughs> it was cool. I've been there before, uh, but I, you know, we took uh, Aiden, and he really liked it. I've been there in that movie, The Cable Guy. <laughs> There's a bunch of them all over. There's like five or six of them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and uh, what else did we do? We oh, well, we went to the Jelly Belly Factory, but that's like out in Wisconsin. So Still cool kinda... though. Yeah. I'll show you my jelly belly. <laughs> I hope oh. to God not. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to hear something from Harrison Ford as we go into some episodes. You think you can walk in here and say you're sorry after what you did? I'm done with that Star Wars crap, and I'm done with you. <laughs> Haven't you heard? I'm in Cowboys and Aliens. Daniel Craig's my Wookiee bitch now. Daniel Craig is my Wookiee bitch now. All right. You forced me to make the ultimate sacrifice. To do the one thing that requires more courage than anything I've ever had to do in my entire Autobot career. I... apologize. Come again? I take back every mean thing I ever said about you. Don't let others tell you what you are. You can be any bot you want to be. You mean, I can be a hero? Yes. And you can start by saving this city from being consumed by a swarm of out-of-control microbots. Yes! I am Rekgar! I am a hero! We can make it bigger, stronger, faster. That's what she said. Oh, she only wishes. And I remember his name now, Peter Mayhew. First up today is Garbage In, Garbage Out. During Detroit's garbage crisis, energy from the AllSpark creates a transformer from a pile of junk. This transformer, named Rekgar by Angry Archer, causes problems for the city, crossing paths with Ratchet and Sari, who are working to get Ratchet an attitude adjustment, and Lugnut looking for Rekgar's AllSpark fragment. They all find themselves caught by Porter C. Powell's all-consuming microbots made from Sumzak's nanotech from the first episode. A tribute to the G1 series and the names of the couple who Ratchet is driving to the hospital, Spike and Carly. Uh, Spike also still voiced by Corey Burton. Uh, from space bridge repair to garbage detail, worst job transfer ever. You and your word ever. Shut up. Ever. It's spelled with an A. Uh, yay, Spike and Carly. I thought that was really nice that we actually get to see them speak uh, in this one. Not only do they speak, but they call each other by name so that there's no confusion as to exactly who they are. Damn right. Take that, movie verse. Fuckers. (laughs) Uh, What's a Megatron? (laughs) I laugh so hard at that. (laughs) Uh, Lugnut lost his tail. That was awesome. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He lost his tail because of the microbots. <laughs> I, I had written down Lugnut lost his ass, literally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, that's so funny. Uh, you wouldn't dare to do something that stupid. I am Retgar. I dare to be stupid. I dare to be stupid. You wouldn't dare do something that stupid. I am Retgar. I dare to be stupid. So yeah, uh, just just having Retgar in this episode and and just having him do all the old lines and everything else. Plus, it's Weird Al that voices him. How cool is that? Yes, really cool. uber cool. Uber cool. And my final note was that it's such an awesome episode. No complaints at all. I even loved Angry Archer's role in the episode. <laughs> even forgive Angry Archer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. What do you got for this one, Steve? Well, first of all, I love that all the garbage bots are just going wonko. Yes, I threw <laughs> I... Yes, I threw some uh, some geekery in there. Won't go the same. Ten points to those who know. Anyways, uh, no, that's not real points. It's virtual. Um, I get 20 for knowing two different explanations. Make so that three. I. I get 30 for knowing three. Uh, shut up. Anyways. <laughs> 30 <laughs> points to Michael Dore. Whoa. <laughs> Pledge is not even on the podcast anymore. Where did he go? The bathroom. Are you giving points? I'm playing park? with my key. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the time turner when we need it? Oh. Now, I, I don't normally like sit. Well, at least for TF Animated, I don't sit on the on the wiki very much. But I thought this clip was this particular uh, thing was funny when they show uh, Carly and Spike inside Ratchet, and then they put for the caption, "Oh shit, what are we gonna do now?" <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i didn't see that that is funny somebody put that under that i was like wow that is such an awesome <laughs> reference that they pulled there that is so awesome it, it and it ties back into the movie kind of like retgar you gotta and, love spike and obviously we come full circle with with retgar because weird al did the song dare to be stupid yep which also ties into retgar which makes him the perfect one to be doing this voice and yeah. this literally dumb character it was it was uh, an amazing coup that they actually got him to do the voice. I think he would have done it just because he, he he likes to do all kinds of different things, like have his foot in every you know different kind of pool of entertainment. Yeah, but uh, I I loved Retgar. Uh, the small scene with with Carly and uh, Spike was fu- was fine, but. Uh, the overall, like the angry archer, I could get past him in this episode. He wasn't as disliked. <laughs> I I can, you know, get behind him being what, here because he served made, a purpose. What made this appearance of angry archer different from any other appearance of angry archer? He wasn't in it the whole time for the most well, part, but he, he wasn't also in it before him. the whole time. He's only he's only had like I think most of the human characters have only had like five minutes of appearance. Well, he named with the exception of Nanosec, maybe five minutes. Because I, I like where where he's like, they call me worthless wrecked walking pile of garbage. And he says, oh, really? Bit of mouthful. Perhaps we should just call you Retgar for short. <laughs> so he gives him the, his name and that makes it okay? Yes. Well, You're allowed to be here as long as you name somebody. So no. we need to have Professor Princess come in and name of a Transformer. Professor no. Princess deserves to be sat on by Lugnut. <laughs> That's the only time I will ever agree with a lug nut statement. Yes, that would be awesome if he said. Lugnut can use his atomic fists and blow her ass away. 
But for me, as far as why I didn't really, why I actually liked Angry Archer showing up in this episode is, it's not just, like, we've already had his cheesy introduction, okay? I'm used to the personality at this point. And it's nice to just see them throw a human villain in there as he's almost throwaway. Like Steve said, the only thing he really does is he names Retgar. I mean, that's that's it. Yeah, he fit in nicely. Yeah. It was just kind of happened to be there. And, you know, it stumbled in and kind of crossed paths with Retgar. And, you know, I, I don't want to say set him on the path to evil, but, you know, really just played off of his his impressionable nature yeah i'll just call you retgar okay he's like <laughs> sure sounds good he Whatever. says i'm an autobot i'm a decepticon <laughs> no wait i'm an autobot um no idea yeah and then it was funny that you know Lugnut and megatron almost megatron inferno all over again <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like that uh, Lugnut gave Megatron a twitchy eye. <laughs> that that was rather oh, interesting. Glory. Instead of a, a smart-ass comment coming back to him, he's just like, twitch, 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 get out of my face. Just go. <laughs> just go, leave my presence. Do what uh, you must. But awesome. the, the, the stupid uh, creature, like, nanobot things that... Uh, Retgar happens to magically pull a vacuum out of his ass mm. to remove. I mean, yeah, it was kind of stupid, but it was funny. He's like, hmm, let me see. I've got you know, all kinds of garbage in my ass. Here, let's pull this out of my ass. Literally, you know, it's just... <laughs> it's, it's such a convenient plot device because he literally can pull anything out of his ass, and it's usable in the episode. Well, except for the spools. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the tools. No, not spools. Jewels! <laughs> Where's my family jewels when I need them? <laughs> oh, God. That'd be funny. Why am I flashing to Gene Simmons' tongue? No, we can't yeah. keep the quality Any shows. other thoughts on, uh, on Garbage In, Garbage Out, Steve? Take the lemons! It was kind of lame how they just left Retgar floating at the bottom of the ocean. They're like, eh, fuck him. <laughs> I think he thought he was dead. Because he says, don't worry, kid, I'll pull you out. And all he pulls out is axles and pieces. And Well, he should have yeah, known thought, he was garbage. He's I like, well, he was dead. maybe I should go down and investigate. You know, I'm not really a good doctor. I don't like to swim. I don't like to get wet. You water. <laughs> they sink like a rock. I mean, what are you going to do? He's a robot. He but can drive out. At the Would end, be the first is, time. is that just his head? Is that all that's left of him? Or is... No, it's his body. Too. No, he got covered up by all this sediment and dirt. Okay, so yeah. I couldn't tell if he was buried in the mud or blown up from the shoulders down by the. By no, the blast. he's just buried. No, he'll be uh, he'll be entertained for a while watching fish and sharks go by. Ooh, look at the pretty three-eyed fish! Oh wait, that's on The Simpsons. No, <laughs> oh. but it's on oh. Detroit too. So, yeah, give me my cart. <laughs> Lake Erie. Ooh. Ew. I wouldn't swim in it. But anyways, yeah, I think that rounds out my... Okay, what do you got for garbage in, garbage out, Michael? Oh, you know, you you guys, you completely passed up the uh, the Ultimate Movie reference. Well, see, that's what we have you for. The Universal Greeting. Oh, well, yeah, that's the beginning of the episode. 
Wow, weep, grana, weep, nini bong. Yeah. yeah. That'll be at the beginning of this episode, though, so people would have already heard it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, in that case, I'll just gloss over it then. That didn't really happen. <laughs> I didn't really say no, that. but I mean, like I said before, before you continue, but like I said before, it's nice that any of the the movie references, any of the Retgar references from other stuff that Retgar is, it, it, it's really nice that they that they did all that. So yeah, well, you can tell this is a a Marty Eisenberg episode because it's just chock full of G one references. Yeah. Uh, Wyatt Toys makes another appearance. He so needs to open his own toy store in real life. <laughs> The uh, I just thought it was cool because it it's like we know that they went through the trouble of building this background, uh, the you know this painted scene uh, as a backdrop, and it's like, well, is that the only episode they're going to use it in? But no, I'm keeping an eye out so that I you know so see if it actually shows up again. And they were using it as uh, again the background for the uh, news reports in the beginning of the episode, and I'm thinking, why would they be standing in front of a toy store. That doesn't <laughs> make any sense. Because they like the toys. <laughs> like the toys. Uh, our oh, heroes shit. end up as garbage men. Yep. And uh, I, I thought it was funny because as they're leaving the garbage dump, or the, the docks, wherever they are, uh, Sari completely ignores this beam shooting out from her key. I mean, normally yeah. it's like, hey, look at the beam shooting out of your key. Maybe we should follow it or something. Yeah, mm -hmm. And this time she's like, yeah, let's go. Well, time to get out of here. They were, they were fleeing the crime of the, uh, the battle of the crotchety old men. <laughs> Grumpy old men. That's what it was. It was like, that, you just trashed my so, car. That was like, so my tagline. That was so what I named the, uh, the the individual clip was grumpy old men for the quote. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's about what it was. It was like, yeah, we got to get out of here. Screw your key. You know, we're, <laughs> just hop in. We got to get out of here before the cops show up. And Oh, no, the cops already showed up. That's right. Yeah. Set fan zone was already there. Yeah. So anyway, so they, the they're like, you put down the citizen. You stop <laughs> harassing the Autobot. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with my people skills. <laughs> uh, so they, they buzz off and Rekgar pops out. Right now, the one thing I, I watched this twice. I watched it once with Aiden and, and he thought Rekgar was awesome. Uh, and I watched it once by myself. It wasn't until I watched it actually on, on YouTube that I noticed that Rekgar is swarming with flies. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't notice it. I, I'm not sure what was what was happening the first time, but uh, I was just like, are, what is that? It, are those flies? <laughs> you know, yeah. The whole episode, they're flying around him. Well, he doesn't it, bathe, so. Yeah. Well, yeah, he ends up taking a bath, but. <laughs> a season-long bath. Wait. <laughs> Permanent bath. But uh, this guy was... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Smell awesome. It's just the olfactory senses. <laughs> what was that that Kevin was complaining about? Uh... The fact that we that haven't they... gotten to that yet. Oh well, we'll get to it. A spoiler yeah. alert: Kevin's going to complain because he doesn't think robots should be able to smell. But you know, it's a long-standing science sci-fi trope that uh, yes, robots do have olfactory senses or olfactory sensory. senses. Not included. Exactly. <laughs> I can't see anything or hear anything or touch anything or taste anything I, and of course i can't smell anything i'm just a big but my pants are full <laughs> uh, anyway so uh the <laughs> the thing is about him smelling so awful is the toy because there is a record toy it was hard to find but i got one but the toy <laughs> we needed a scratch and sniff feature for this no. yeah i would totally love the uh scratch and sniff garbage truck how cool would that be? No. <laughs> then you could smell him when he comes by. No. Uh, yeah, anyway. So, Rekar is uh, very impressionable. You know, he's like a... He, he repeats everything he, he hears, so he's like he's like an adorable parrot. Yeah. Those parrots aren't normally adorable. They're kind of... <laughs> My name's Rekar. I eat garbage. <laughs> That's right. Fear not, good people. Your garbage is coming. Hey, yeah. Slowly <laughs> but surely. I will get it to you. That is why he delivers garbage to all. Uh, I, I just like this character so much. It's just, you know, maybe it's because that's all he does is repeat everything and he's just so impressionable. But, you know, I, I can see why. And this might be a spoiler to Kevin. I'm sorry, but I can see why he doesn't come back. You can only do this once. This is only funny for one episode. I don't think they could have pulled this out any longer. Oh, he does come back. What? Oh, my God. He does. He does come back. Spoiler. He does come Shut back. Shut your fucking face. I'll come back. Yeah. No, but again, you can't do this twice. But when he does come back, he's got a new gimmick, which is almost better. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. We actually want Kevin to listen to the episode. We don't want him to wait until the end of the he podcast. He will. He'll be back. so eager to hear what is going on next that <laughs> they'll be like, "What? What new gimmick? Tell me. Tell. I, I need to know more." We could just uh. send that guard page from the wiki. <laughs> could do that, yeah. People would be deliberately spoiled, sure, why not? Yeah, exactly. Uh, nanobots are highly susceptible to vacuum cleaners. 
Well, these are microbots made from nanotechnology now, so I, I don't know if there's that much of a difference in them, but... You, you know, after what happened with the, the nanobots the first time, you'd think that they would have learned their lesson. Well, the little dude in the suit even said, the greatest thing is we can manufacture them at half the cost. Right, you because know, they're so... not robots. They're Yeah. You know, they're not giant walking garbage hands. They're little tiny, tiny, tiny little robots. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it's funny because, you know, he pulls out his vacuum cleaner and he sucks up all the Cheeto dust. <laughs> yeah. It's like, glowing Cheeto dust got you down? Oh, I got just a thing for that. I have a specially formulated Cheeto dust vacuum. Yeah. After <laughs> Ratchet says one of his lines um, at the end, at the very end of the episode, I was like, I was just waiting for him to say, I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeVille. Oh, <laughs> I want to say Julie Andrews. Is it Julie Andrews who said that? Sound of Music? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. They like me. They really <laughs> like me. I'm ready for my close-up now. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but my other favorite uh, Ratchet quote was uh, <laughs> when, he, when he gets Porter C. Powell, the, the smarmy businessman, and uh, the, the, the mute mayor of the city, <laughs> one in each hand, he says, listen up, you organic meat buckets. <laughs> he's, he's channeling Bender here. He's reciting. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's got such a way with words. I love that. Now, I mean, this is just a very enjoyable episode. I mean, there was... Uh, there's just nothing not to like here. Yeah, no, there's just, there just a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. So we are gonna move on. All right. So, who's running this racket? Hey, I get paid real good to be in these races. Eh? Ow! Uh, why should I tell you, huh? Because with all the charges they got against you, the next time you go racing, you'll be using a walker. I can't name names. But if you happen to be in the vicinity of Dix and Vernon tonight at 2, not that you'll ever get there in time. Hey, relax. I know lots of shortcuts. Up next is Velocity, and thank God for short synopsises now. After an encounter with a mysterious blue car that outsped him, Bumblebee competes in Master Disaster's underground racing tournament, which ends up getting Blitzwing involved. When another AllSpark fragment is detected. Uh, obligatory street racing episode. God. As much as, as much as I like the Fast and the Furious franchise, I'm so sick of street racing. Just like uh, Kevin will say later, I'm so sick of street racing stuff in everything. Um, yeah, didn't and they Bumblebee. Just have a... Oh, oh sorry. I was going to say, didn't they just have a street racing episode in Transformers Prime? Yeah. Or is that how they introduced uh, Breakdown? No, it's not, I don't think that's uh, Speed Metal. I don't think, no. The street racing thing in um, in Prime was how they, I don't know, it's how they introduced one of them, but at least that was fairly okay. Um, and Bumblebee, the dickhead, thinks he's better than everyone else, makes a comeback. I, I don't think he was a dickhead here. I think... Uh... You know, he was just trying to prove that he's fastest. It's not as if he's preempting anybody. 
Well, considering who the Blue Racer is, I mean... Well, can can we say that? We're not going to say that now, right? Yeah, we're just, no. We're just going to call him Blue Racer. Well, but everybody knows, even even, even Kevin... No. Uh, does he? Yeah, Kevin knows. It's kind of obvious by looking at the character who he it's, is. It's I, obvious by looking at the car who it is. You know, I went the whole episode thinking it was a guy inside called Blue Racer. Like Racer X. <laughs> Like like nice. speed racer, like here he comes, oh, go speed go racer. speed racer. Yeah, I thought Racer X was gonna pop out and go, haha! I load him best. <laughs> no, uh, but anyway, Bulkhead being a responsible uh, a, a responsible person or responsible robot and a role model is just way too weird. <laughs> it just oh god, that Bulkhead was so fucking preachy in this episode. Like I, I get the message that they're trying to say, and 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 I agree with you know you shouldn't be pirating you know TV signals, right. but still, it it's like really you're gonna beat us over the head with that kind of a message. Well, they're basically saying don't steal our episodes <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> I, I I'm not doing that. Right. Uh, Bumblebee ice skating uh, during the chase with Blitzwing reminds me of one of the Tom and Jerry shorts where they froze the kitchen floor and ice skated on it. I think it was called Ice Follies. It was an old Tom and Jerry short. Kind of reminded me of that. Um, And again, Blitzwing. Random Blitzwing is just so hilarious. Dizzy! Not liking the Dizzy! Not liking the Dizzy. (laughs) There's a lot of nice Blitzwing dialogue in this one, you know, more so than usual. Normally, you know, he'll he'll chatter back and forth with his heads once, maybe twice when he comes in into an episode, but this time he he's talking a lot. Well, that's because it's a Blitzwing-centric villain episode. I mean, you don't see Lugnut, you don't see Megatron, you don't see Starscream. It's just Blitzwing is the villain outside of Master Disaster. Right. Well, I mean, it, yeah, exactly. You don't see anybody but master disaster and i was thinking that you know master disaster was the villain in this episode and then here comes blitzwing and he kind of steals the show yeah he does uh and i love uh his 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 fire head and his ice head never give up never surrender and the first thing i thought of was this never give up never surrender blitzwing blasting off again <laughs> ding and there was a ding, actually. Exactly, yeah. They don't blast <laughs> off again unless there's an actual ding, you know, with the star. <laughs> that was hilarious. He wasn't, like, launched, though. He actually flew off on his own accord. So it wasn't quite... Oh, no, he well, he was kind of launched because Sari had the, the remote control thing with the AllSpark thing. Oh, I thought he was getting away. No! I thought he deliberately transformed and said, See ya! No, 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 because she was pointing the thing at him. It was it, it was after they stopped racing. It was after Fanzone yeah. jumped his car to, to, to Bumblebee. Right, right. They stopped racing. Bumblebee's out trying to fight him. Bumblebee's transformed. Sorry's standing next to him, and she's using the thing against Blitzwing to try to even the odds a bit, but it's also affecting Bumblebee, so it affected right. Blitzwing as well, and that's how he twirled out of control and went blasting uh, off. Well, I mean, as Bumblebee fell into Bulkhead... And they kind of crumpled it. I thought she actually turned it off. And that's how he got away. I mean, it would be cooler if he actually shot out in the space because she made him do it. Yeah, I I think it was because she made him do it. (laughs) Uh, And then just final note for this one. 
regardless of how stupid Master Disaster is, regardless of how stupid street racing episodes are, I still enjoyed this one. Uh, you it know, was nice. Yeah. Did, did you yeah. think? Uh, do you think Master Disaster died? No, he went. To- lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The jail. <laughs> oh, you went to hell. You went straight to hell. <laughs> uh, his fan zone put handcuffs on him at the end. I remember now. Yeah, uh, Blitzwing actually smashes into the the disaster mobile. Yep. Uh, which I thought was cool. And the first thing I thought was, oh crap, he was in there. He's probably dead. No, he's not dead because because the the other Fanzone crux of this him. episode was that fan zone had been trying to bust this street racing crew, right, for weeks now. And he hadn't got a line on him. So at the end of the episode, he's like, yep, you're going to jail too. <laughs> so what do you got for Velocity, Steve? Oh, uh, boy. Uh-oh. Hey. Bring on the hate. <laughs> I like the title. I like the introduction of Blur, even though it wasn't oh. properly. Not- oh, you gave it away. Well, we it's already obvious. Know. Look at the shape. It, it's so obvious. I mean, it's not obvious. You don't know what it blur looks look at, like. Look at his design. They've used that in the Unicron trilogy, and then they use it in obviously the original. So you you know who it's going to be. They they use that design in the as blur. There was a character. Yes, and there was a character of blur in the Unicron trilogy. It probably wasn't the exact design of what the animated version. It was did, very similar, but it was similar. Yeah. Uh, looking at my looking at my appeared, shelves now, I don't see. Well, it. he appeared in Armada, and then he appeared again in Cybertron. Right, you're gonna have to send me a picture planet. of that. But anyways, uh, you can tell that. I mean, I like that. They're bringing in another classic. Uh, pretty much the only good thing about this episode is fan zone. You never run short of good comments from fan zone in this episode. Yeah, you don't. So, uh, that's me trying to keep it on a positive note. On a negative note, I could give two shits less about a street racing episode about a guy trying to. Uh, basically pull a G1 and hotwire some cars and take control of a, an Autobot or whatever. Uh, right, yeah. It's just, I don't know. I don't, I don't really get into the whole racing uh, yeah. theme, so I, I... I can see why people won't get into it, I and I, and I understand that, and I can see why people don't like it. Um, but for a one-off... I mean, even if, you know, it's not really said that it is Blur, even though we all know, the fans of Blur all know that it's Blur. Um, You know, even though it's not really said, it's still a nice way to introduce him. And it will come back later um, as well, because at the end of the episode, Bumblebee says, you know, thanks. And, of course, the Blue Racer just drives off. But later in in, in the season... 
um, we'll see blur again. Michael, anything? Uh... Uh, I'm having an oh moment because you, you just sent me the, uh, yeah, the link to, to blur. And it's, yeah, the Cybertron blur, which yeah. was the the repaint and slight remold of the Armada, uh, yeah. Armada blur. And I'm thinking, I don't think Armada blur looks much like blur. And then you paint him blue and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, they gave him a blur head. They gave him a different head for the Cybertron release. It right. came out in uh, Japan first, and then eventually they released it in single packs in the U.S. And okay, yeah. sure, I'll I'll buy that. All right. For a dollar. Regardless, I'll buy that for a dollar. Uh, regardless, again, regardless to the tenth power, uh, I didn't really think that this particular car was a, you know, a transformer. He doesn't sport an Autobot logo. Uh, you know, he he looks futuristic, but yeah, everything looks futuristic in New Detroit. It, I I just. I didn't really see it. I'm actually eager to rewatch the episode where he pops back up and and yeah. uh, Bumblebee calls him Zippy. Yeah, yeah. Um, the thing about Blur and animated, and I, I don't remember if this was the toy bio that I read or if it was somewhere online that I read. The thing about animated Blur is he is a Cybertronian intelligence officer. He's information gatherer type person. And yes, while it's great that they still have the the general gist of what Blur was, fast-talking, you know, type of person, uh, especially with John Mashita returning to voice him, mm-hmm. um, the characteristic of this Blur is also he will go on long missions, sometimes not talking for months, weeks, years at a time because he has to gather this information. So when he does start talking, it's kind of almost that he's not talking to... to 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 reason the fact that he does fast talk because say he hasn't talked for six months well a lot of shit can happen in six months when he does when he's able to start talking to someone he's going to be talking a million miles a minute uh yeah do you know the bocce binary language no. <laughs> I'm fluent in six billion forms of communication. Can you plug into another machine and communicate no. instantaneously? Why, no. yes. Yes, I can. No. Okay. Well, no. Blur right. is not C3 fucking 3PO. <laughs> There's no I, need I to just, talk that I fast. just caught it Where? because you said bocce. I'm like, wait, that's a Star Wars <laughs> reference. Holy fuck. <laughs> That might get a little outside of the box for you. A little. Well, uh, I caught on quickly enough. All right. Thank you, what Uncle Owen. What else you got for uh, Velocity? <laughs> yeah. uh, Bumblebee has his booster rockets in a box. Yeah. You know, my wife took mine away. She put them up on a pink flowery shelf where I can't reach them. Uh. Oh, but God. on a serious note... Uh, Oh my god. On a serious note, the if booster... you're saying what I think you're saying there, holy shit, dude. The booster rockets, exactly. The booster rockets were supposedly burned up in the episode where he first got them. Like, he shot up in the space. When he came down, they were gone. So the question becomes, how'd they get in the box? Ratchet repaired them. Uh, from scratch? Probably. <laughs> I think maybe... Yeah, you know, that's actually more plausible because these booster rockets actually work. Yeah. He's figured out how to use them to his advantage, which is which is nice. Which is kind of cool. Uh 
I like the hoodie ninja. Yeah. Hoodie ninja, I'm a hoodie ninja. I actually That's taught Agent uh, Aiden that song, the uh, the hoodie ninja song. It's funny because he runs around the house going hoodie ninja, I'm a ninja. <laughs> so when I saw the hoodie ninja, I was like, oh, hoodie ninja. Cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> has questionable morals. Yeah, well, she is an eight year old, so. <laughs> She hasn't learned right from wrong yet, but she steals. <laughs> she steals online content, and she probably downloads like MP3s too. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> what in the name of Henry Ford? <laughs> yeah, if I lived in Detroit, I would say that all the time. What in the name of Henry Ford? People would look at me funny. I'd be like, "Hey, man, it's Henry Ford. Screw you." <laughs> And the other weird thing that pops up in this the other weird quote that pops up in this episode is Bumblebee. And I don't even remember the context in which he said it, but he looks I forget who he's talking to. And he, he looks at whoever and says, Slag, yeah. Oh, he's talking to Master Disaster. You see, you know, he, he was talking to Master Disaster because Master Disaster he he Master Disaster told him the next race is at two AM. Yeah. And he said, Are you gonna be there? He goes and Bumblebee goes, Is the blue racer gonna be there? And Master Disaster says if he is, will you show up? And he goes, slag, yeah. Slag, yeah. So <laughs> the question, because is he saying shit, yeah, or fuck, yeah? Because in my head, I'm thinking, well, slag means shit, but... <laughs> but, you know, Bumblebee going, fuck, yeah, would be ten times more awesome. <laughs> uh, but uh, the other thing that struck me as funny is the uh, uh, the sorry GPS voice. Yeah, it's not really. It's Tara Strong. Yeah, it, it is Tara Strong. Yeah, but it's not. It's not sorry. But I was just thought it was funny. It was like, what happens if you know sorry gets really old? <laughs> so, <laughs> GPS voices. Like now they've they've got uh, Darth Vader and Yoda and Homer Simpson that you can plug into your GPS. Oh God. Yeah. So I don't know if I want to get directions from Homer. <laughs> I don't know either. I have no idea what that would be like. Yeah. Uh, the, the, uh, actually, if you get a chance. Oh wait, I, I, I know, I know exactly. Mmm, donut shop, fifteen miles. <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny if it labeled all the donut shops on your GPS. There, so there's, uh, <laughs> there's a couple funny commercials. Uh, one with Yoda, uh, doing the GPS voice, and they're they're in like a sound booth, yeah. and Yoda's doing the voice, and there's another one with Darth Vader in the sound booth, and he says, uh. Uh, roundabout, and it, it's it's clearly um, oh man, the name escapes me suddenly. Uh, Jones. James Earl Jones, yeah, it's clearly James Earl Jones, but he's like roundabout, <laughs> and the guy says, no, it's it's roundabout, roundabout, and he says, that's what I said, roundabout. And he's like, no, no, roundabout. Oh, roundabout. <laughs> roundabout. And he's like, that's not what you said. And then he starts to force choke him, you know? <laughs> he's like, all right, all right. Oh, it's, it's, you know, it's just a funny commercial. Go look it up. It's hilarious. Uh, and, um, yeah, lastly, uh, they never named the Blue Racer. So, I mean. Even though we know it's Blur. I, I didn't know it was Blur. Well, now you know, and knowing his now, well, I, well, the other I mean, half is red laser and blue laser. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, <laughs> 25% red laser, 25% blue laser, 50% knowing. Uh, <laughs> you've seen this, I know for sure. Yes. I know you've seen this yeah. infographic. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I don't think I saw this episode when it first came out. Because I remember looking at uh, the AllSpark Almanac and seeing Master Blaster. Uh, they don't think that, I don't think they actually had a picture of Master Blaster, but they had a picture of his semi-truck, which I thought was awesome. Master Disaster, not Master Blaster. Master Blaster was a G1 episode. Who runs Barter Town? <laughs> and it was the Beast Wars episode. Oh, well, it was one of them damn Megatron became a dragon. That's right. Uh, they totally should have named him Master Blaster then. Anyway, <laughs> so, so Master Disaster, they, they, the AllSpark Almanac, they show the semi-truck, and I'm thinking, Motormaster, awesome, you know? Why didn't I see this episode? And but they next to him they also show some of the racers and some of the cars that they drove and I'm thinking I've never seen any of these guys, and I thought that maybe they these are just extras that showed up on the street in an episode. I didn't realize that there was a whole episode where they actually have racers and they introduce Blur. Yep. But yeah, so watching this, I was like seeing it for the first time. I'd never seen it before, and it was cool to see Bumblebee get his. You know, his blaster, his thrusters. Uh, it was cool to see, you know, this much Blitzwing. And it was very cool to have an introduction to Blur, even if you don't know he's really Blur. Right, yeah. Especially because later on, like season three, Blur gets really, really cool. He gets some... Stop. I'm just saying he's cool. I know he's I cool. Know he's doing. He's... I'm not saying, oh, here's what you know he's going to do. It's going to be great. I'm not... Shh. I'm just saying... All right, let's move on, unless you have anything else. Nah, I'm good. Hey, watch where you're pointing that thing, Shovelhead. Who are you calling Shovelhead, Cement Breath? My name ain't Cement Breath, okay? It's, it's, uh... Your little name tag says Mixmaster. No, that's too long. Just call me Mix. All right, you got it, Mix. And you can call me... Scrap. All right, that's too short. How about Scrapper? I like it. Yeah, that's hey, it. Look at us. We're all <laughs> names. names. I just named myself. So, uh, what do we do now? Duh, we like build things, all right? Uh, Mix, you're building things out of yourself. Yo, Scrapper, you're doing it too. Uh, we couldn't do that before, right? 
What? Talk? Think? Move by ourselves? <laughs> I don't think so. We, we couldn't do any of that stuff before. And finally up today is Rise of the Constructicons. After energy from Allspark Fragments turns two Constructicon or construction vehicles into Transformers named Scrapper and Mixmaster, Bulkhead befriends them. However, the Decepticons turn the tables on the Autobots' new friends as they want the Constructicons to steal the supplies from Megatron's space bridge. Why am I flashing to the secret of Omega Supreme? Why are what? we referencing Generation 1? Oh. Because! Look <laughs> look at the premise, okay? Uh, Scrapper and Mixmaster come alive. They have no faction. Bulkhead befriends them. Bulkhead's an Autobot. And then Megatron bribes them with better oil. And eventually they become Decepticons. Secret of Omega Supreme, the Constructicons in one of their many origin stories were friends of Omega Supreme. They were not Decepticons until Megatron got a hold of them and turned them into Decepticons. Yeah, okay. That's why I referenced the secret of Omega Supreme. Uh, oh, God, this episode is so meh. Uh, the Scrapper make... <laughs> I, I just... I hate Scrapper and Mixmaster. Uh, horrible, horrible New York accents. Oh, my God. Fucking Yankees. Ah! <laughs> no, they were mimicking. They were mimicking your Boston accent. No, they weren't. <laughs> what what, what do you think they should sound like? I mean, they're construction workers. Uh, yeah, I know, but I just, I don't know. I just didn't really care for the characterizations. I don't know. I just didn't. When I think of care, when I think of construction workers or the character, the caricatures, let's say, of construction workers, I think of that New York accent. And watching a a girl, a woman, you know, walk down the street, and they all go, "Hey, baby, hey, woo, woo, you know, come yeah. on over here." Hey, you know? That that's what I that's what I envision. So it's kind of funny that not only do they have this accent, but they actually do it to cars. They actually do it to cars exactly. Yeah, the car drives by, and it's a red car. So I'm thinking, I instantly get the sideburn vibe, right? Oh God. Yeah, yeah. So, so you've got, like, sideburn going, hey, baby, come on over here, drive home with me. But, uh, you know, Mixmaster, or Mix, right? Yeah. <laughs> Mix and Scrapper are literally catcalling to the to the cars as they drive by. Hey, baby, come over here. I'll show you my rocket if you show me. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to size my Mix-up, baby. <laughs> it's huge bulkhead uh, not bulkhead but lugnut did something he did something where he injures himself it's like wait crash i'm okay no one cares lugnut he was in the decepticon headquarters and i don't oh i think one of the constructicons attacked him or something i don't know what, what? the hell it was but it was no yeah it was in this episode it was <laughs> lugnut uh, he got attacked inside the Decepticon headquarters by one of the Constructicons, and Megatron's just there shaking his head. And in the background, you can hear him say, after he crashes, you can hear him say, I'm okay, and my note was, no one cares, Lugnut. <laughs> <laughs> and in this episode, Bulkhead is such a dunce. He is such a dunce. He's looking out for his friends. His right, clueless so, friends. 
I know, Which but... I, you know, find myself doing often here on the podcast. Ha yeah. uh, ha ha, fuck you, you're fired. <laughs> uh, now, I know Michael's going to have something to say about this, but even I had something to say about this. Give them oil and they'll do anything. Oil in animated is like fucking alcohol. This is not a good thing. Is Three. this really a kid's show? We have a bunch of Charlie Sheens running around on the screen. God, stop. <laughs> you know, it could have been anything. It could have been Kool-Aid. Hey, I like your special blend of Kool-Aid. It's kind of nice. No. <laughs> no, because, no, because I... the way I look at it, and maybe this is just my cynical personality, the way I look at it is the Autobots oil is like light beer, and Megatron's oil is like a finely aged scotch. <laughs> and that's literally what he said. This is my private blend. Yeah, you see, exactly. It's like, oh, okay, so I have the age, <laughs> the the oak aged oil here. That's you know, that's been in a in, in an an oak barrel for you know fifty years, and then I have some. This is mixed in with a little bit of newer stuff, maybe only twenty years old. But uh, yeah, plenty of oil to go around for everybody. Yeah. Uh, and my final note was the best part in this episode was at the end when the Constructicons blew up. I... <laughs> they come back, but they still, they blowed up really good. <laughs> They're like cockroaches. Just won't die. <laughs> what do you got for this one, Steve? Um, I, I liked the drinking robots. Because <laughs> they get trashed. Um, I like how Bulkhead just naively is like, yeah, I'll be your friend. But, uh, and then Megatron, of course, you know, this uber bribing, but overall, I'd say it's kind of another throwaway, like the last one. I mean, I know that they come back, but. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice introduction to them. It's a nice, you know. But th that's pretty much all it is. I mean... But they do have a lot more personality than the G1 Constructicons. All of them put together. Uh, they, I will agree that these two have more personality, but I still prefer... And this is probably one of the only times I will go G1 on this show, but I still like the G1 Constructicons. There's nothing not to like about the G1 Constructicons because they combine, and these guys don't. That's my one big beef about these guys is there's not four more of them. Where's the beef? Well, <laughs> you know, I, I, I want a Devastator. That's all I want. Is that too much to ask? Apparently so. Yeah, I, I well, my next want would be, I want toys of these guys. Is that too much to ask? But it is because... You know, that Hasbro's uh, track record of actually producing the toys from the third season. Or, well, these guys in particular, let's say, wasn't yeah. very good. Yeah. We may have actually seen a couple of these guys, but we would have never seen... A Devastator. A Devastator, or even something similar. Like, let's say, a three Constructicon combiner. Oh, no. Dirt Boss can die in hell. But anyway, that's a story for another day. <laughs> um, Spoilers! Anything else, Steve? No. Okay. What do you got, Michael? 
<laughs> okay. Uh, the return <laughs> of the return of the G1 construction workers. Yep. Yeah, I I so want to put together an outfit like that and be a G1 construction worker. Just wear the blue yeah, jeans and the boots, and the white shirt and the hard hat. I just want to wear that around town. So. Yeah, I'm sure that could be possible. You could do that. Yeah. I want to say the the last uh, botcon I was at, there was a girl dressed up as a as a G1 construction worker. I thought it was funny. I told her she looked cool. Awesome. Uh, bulkhead. Bending to peer pressure. Yeah, this is just a Saturday morning, you know, PSA. Pretty much, all, yeah. All over, yeah. You know, and, and it, <laughs> it's just, it's just terrible, because they're, you know, they're calling them a puny yellow compact, and they're dancing around like chickens, going buck buck buck. You know, and Bulkhead just has no choice but to, but to bend, and the next thing you know, he's chugging down oil. And. You know, breaking into the dean's apartment and dismantling, <laughs> dismantling his horse. <laughs> so. uh, I like the line where Megatron says, "Why be construct a bots when you can be construct a cons?" Yeah. And at that point, I'm like, "Heck yeah, construct a cons." <laughs> uh, you know, it seems like. In this series, everybody has to be bestowed a name. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, oh, I don't like your name, or you know, your name's too long. Let's shorten it, or you know, so things like that. And, and here, they're, they're given the name Constructicons, which I, I dug. Mm-hmm. But the Constructicons are bigger than everyone. I mean, they're huge. I mean, they're even bigger than Bulkhead, and he's supposed to be the big, the big heavy guy. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of Megatron, because Megatron still manhandles both of them at the same time. Yep. Like, he well, likes manhandling. Yeah. <laughs> he likes handling my. So anyway, uh, Megatron. Dinosaur <laughs> DNA. <laughs> Megatron literally, uh, you know, just grabs them both, one hand, each yeah. in one hand, and just says, "I'm going to take you apart." But instead, he kind of, I don't want to say sweet talks them. It's not really sweet talking. It's more of a, he, they he weren't coerced. They working for him. Yeah, they were conned. That's right. So, yeah. Con. Con. Not con. Con. There's a con. difference. We're They're not talking about Dr. Con. Cons. All right. Anyway. I lash out with my last breath. At the <laughs> from the dark side of hell. All right. Um, what else do I got? <laughs> uh, further examples of Derek Wyatt's uh, love of molded on facial hair. Yep. Yeah. Just <laughs> uh, Scrapper's got the uh, no. Mixmaster. Mixmaster has a full beard. Mm. And it's funny because you know when I was watching. Garbage in, garbage out. Oh, you know, you're looking at Weird Albot and thinking, has he got a goatee? Is that supposed to be? It's not. Is that? You think? You know, but no, it's 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 a goatee painted on his face. Whereas, Mixmaster actually has, uh, like a sculpted beard on top of his face. Yeah. And we'll see further evidence of this later, but uh, it's interesting. 
Not something that I, I would have thought of. <laughs> uh, and lastly, you know, the whole episode is resolved when Bulkhead slips the Constructicons uh, a laxative. You know, I'm thinking like Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Or the Dumber guy slips the laxative, yeah. like an entire chocolate bar of chocolate laxative to the dumb guy. Yeah. He ends, he ends up spending like 20 minutes on the toilet. Yep. And he goes, oh! Exactly. We used to, they totally should just take that whole scene and just stick it in here, you know? Scrapper and Mixmaster sitting on the toilet for half an hour going, oh, I just got a little vapor lock. <laughs> and he goes, I'm ashamed of you, really. <laughs> 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 Don't drink the fixative. <sighs> but no, I, I, I enjoyed that. Um, I do dig the potty humor. Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if that's what they were going for, but that's what I got out of it. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, and I was going to say, uh, when they when they do chose their names, mm -hmm. uh, Mixmaster says, I'm going to go with Mix, which I think, ah, I like Mixmaster. I like that name better. Yeah, I do too. Mix is too short. Mix is too short. Scrap is too short. Let's go with Mixmaster and Scrapper. Yep. Yeah, and you know, if you end up with more Constructicons, you know, feel free to go with, you know, Bone Crusher, Long Haul, good names, you know, tried and true. Dirt Boss, maybe not the best name. Anything's better than a Burgess Meredith ripoff. <laughs> And on that note, we are going to go to some ads, some quotes from the episode, a voicemail from Salem Blood, and we're going to head to Cybertron to hear what Kevin has to say. Transformation Animation Podcast will be back after these messages. Here is quote number one. Once the humans start trusting us again, they may even start liking us again, too. <laughs> Hey, that's my car! Uh, put it down, now! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you're gonna pay for that! All you lousy alien machines, they're gonna pay, I swear! Hey! You're the one who parked that thing under a trash heap! And listen up, you overgrown vacuum cleaner! That trash heap wasn't there when I parked it! Whoa! And how is that my fault? Hey, you put me down! I know my rights! I'm calling the cops! Or a tow truck! Okay, maybe liking us is too much to ask with Ratchet around. You! Quit harassing the Autobot! You! Put down the citizen! Here's quote number two. I am... Where am I? Good show, O oh dilapidated delinquent. Now kindly dispose of your interloping law enforcement and leave us make our getaway. Right. Dispose. And get away. I don't suppose you can tell me what I am, funny green man. You are my partner in crime. They call me Angry Archer. They call me Worthless Rat Walking Pile of Garbage. Oh, really? Bit of a mouthful. Perhaps we should just call you Wreck Gar for short. I am 
Rekgar. I am some new kind of Autobot. And quote number three. Somebody help me. My wife is about to have a baby and our car broke down. We need to get to a hospital right away. Spike, honey, please, please tell the driver to slow down. Carly, there's no driver. There's just a little girl. Finally, quote number four. They like me. They really like me. Hello, hello. This is Salem Blood. And this voicemail is for the casters of the Transformation the, yeah, the Transformation Animation Podcast. And so, yay! Finally, voicemail works. Okay, well, uh, I just heard uh, to your uh, Season 2 opening episode. And uh, you, you, what, okay, what I'm saying is, okay, what was stated in the beginning was that the Detroit car industry was failing so bad that the, they had to shut down plants in Detroit, causing people to lose their jobs. Until Sunday came in, started hiring those people who were uh, being laid off from the car uh, factories that were shutting down. His uh, production plants started to ramp up on robotics. And the robotics is what the robotics industry is what took over as the dominant production of Detroit. That is how they were able, or that's why Detroit was able to recreate itself. It's only through robotics, not through anything else. Some decks not making toasters or stereos or even that little remote control airplane that Sorry was playing with, with Bumblebee. No, it was, it's, it was the robotics industry and only through the robotics industry. Sundak himself even told Megatron that his expertise extends only through or only to servo mechanics in the robotics. Nothing else. That's so it is only through robotics that the new Detroit was uh, built up. That's why there's so many robots around the city. And, uh, and until power took over, Sundak also avoided any military technology, which means that the uh, Harrier, the, what the, what Pitstars can call himself a Harrier, you need, you know, like you have me confused with a different Harrier. Uh, so apparently that Harrier that Starscream has turned himself, uh, well, is disguised as, and the, uh, other two planes, the other two Decepticons have taken, uh, including the tank, are not Sumdac industry products. No, they are, they're from something else. Which means that, again, as I said, not everything in New Detroit is Cybertronian or based on Cybertronian technology. Again, yes, uh, I would say that the worst character above all is Sentinel Prime. But Sentinel Prime is not around long enough for him to become that worst character. The worst definitely of the humans, the the person who has you wanting to send assass assassins after is definitely Powell because this guy seems to have an answer for everything. That's the part that really annoys me. Just, you know, just when you think that 
something's going to happen that's going to be right. Here comes Powell with an answer uh, for for it and gets away with it. So, yes, I definitely hate Powell. Anyway, this has been Salem Blood. Hope to hear more from you. You guys are very excellent. I like everything that you that you have to say about the old uh, episodes. And you have me watching the old episodes once again with uh, refreshed eyes, actually. So thank you very much for your contribution to the podcast universe. And stay transformed. Bye-bye. This is your Cybertronian correspondent, Optimus Solo, reporting live from Cybertron, giving you my thoughts on the second batch of episodes from Season 2 of Transformers Animated. Starting off with Episode 20 overall, the fourth of the second season, it's titled Garbage In, Garbage Out, and it's written by Marty Eisenberg. Um, this episode is a good way to start off the, uh, the show today here. We have the emergence of Retgar. Now, Retgar is a pretty darn likable character in this uh, show. i got to give you that. I, I'll, hats off for, for nailing a character as far as personality goes, name, look, and everything. I love the little segment with him when he's looking for the jewels and he pulls out tools and then he pulls out spools. Um, I just love the way the voice actor did it. I love the depiction. Um, Retgar is easily one of my favorite characters I've seen so far. He even does the universal greeting. Come on, now. Um, is it just me, though, or is Retgar like the Transformers version of uh, Mick Foley? I don't know if people will get that, but he just reminds me of Mick Foley and his multiple personalities. Um, the only thing I didn't like about Retgar was his, and this isn't really anything to do with Retgar, it has to do more with the writing of the entire episode, was that they solved the entire problem of the, uh, the episode there at the end by Retgar just simply pulling out a vacuum from his back and vacuuming up the, uh, the problem, the microbots or whatever they were. That was a little easy, don't you think? They would just randomly put a vacuum in there and let him do that, and apparently the vacuum sucks him up and they don't eat it away. Um, yeah. Um, I was scared for a second. I thought they were going to follow the pattern of always killing off the best characters or this plague that seems to be uh, plaguing, for lack of a better term, Transformers animated, of bringing in good characters and letting them only be in one episode. Uh, They do show him at the end, though, so it was a great ending to the episode, and I have hopes of seeing him again. Uh, A couple other things about the episode. We have yet another human characteristic or trait uh, bestowed upon the Transformers. Yes, now they can smell as well as uh, sleep and eat and drink and cry and everything else. Um, The only bad part about this episode, my only complaint, because everything else was just little, was that for a while it seemed like it was a PSA of how to have warm, fuzzy feelings and how to get a better attitude for Ratchet, and that could have gone terribly bad. I'm glad Retgar came in and completely changed the mood of that episode. Um, This is a great way to step out of... uh, the first season into the second season gives me a little bit of hope. I'm giving this episode a 7 out of 10. Uh, I'm a big fan of this episode. Then we move on to episode 21, the fifth in season 2, called Velocity, and we haven't had this writer yet, but Len uh, Yuli, or Uli, um, and hopefully we do not have him again. Um, this is a one-off episode that has nothing to do with the bigger picture. This is a completely pointless episode unless unless something important happened and it just like put me to sleep so much that I, that I missed it. Um, first of all, I hate stories that center around street racing, drag racing, and cars in general. I know Transformers are cars, but I'm talking about like cars for the sake of cars. Um, this episode just... 
it was one of the most boring episodes I've seen of a cartoon series, not just Transformers, of any cartoon series in a long time. Uh, it wasn't... I can't say bad things about it as far as, like, there wasn't these major flaws or there wasn't these, like, super stupid storylines or characters like we've had in Nanosec or a couple other ones. It was just an episode that was completely useless. So I'm giving it a 3 out of 10. There's nothing really to talk about. Nothing happens in this episode. It's pointless. So let's move on to the third and final episode for today, episode 22, 6 in season 2, Rise of the Constructicons, written by another first-time guy, Stan Berkowitz. Now, first of all, I'm a huge Constructicon fan, so that I, when I saw that they were going to get in here, I was happy. I liked the whole, uh, cool, Mixmaster, wait, that's too long line, and Scrap's too short, and I like how they're making fun of the random creating of names, and that's kind of an inside joke, I guess, probably to the writers and how they sometimes, you know, come up with names for things. I kind of like that the characters themselves were making fun of that. Um... I actually kind of like the New York-style accent, but once again, this is a complete 180 in personality, though. They have brought in characters that have names and then have similar forms that they did in G1 or other series, and then they have completely given them the opposite personality that they had in G1, and I don't quite understand why they consistently insist upon doing that. That being said, this is one of the times where I don't mind it as much because it's actually kind of a cool little play with them both having these New York accents um, and stuff. I, I kind of like that. I don't understand the the chicken move they're doing. They're, they're flapping their wings like chickens. They would have not be aware of what chickens are. Um, they would have no... They're in New York. They just became uh, sentient beings, I guess, for lack of a better term. So the chicken move is retarded. Um... The other thing that's bugging me, and it's not necessarily about this episode, it's an overall theme, is this convenient, random, all-spark fragments uh, popping up here and there, which give us life to Retgar, or the Constructicons, or this and that. This is a pretty convenient plot device here, that we're just going to have random shards fall or create more beans. Um, you know, I guess it's just about the same as having stasis pods randomly fall throughout the series, but... It's just too convenient. Um, if you're going to have some people, have a group of people, if you are want new characters, have a group of them come in like you did with Ultra Magnus, but then have them stay. I'm getting a little bit sick of the one uh, time or just a one appearance, and then maybe I'm assuming later on we might see them here or there, but I'd like a couple new characters to actually stay in the storyline. Um, also, is this a kid's show? Because I'm pretty sure they just had a whole bunch of this episode feature the Constructicons and at times Bulkhead drinking. I know they're drinking oil. I know it's not labeled as beer. But I'm telling you, and I'm sure Mike might have some, Michael might have some comments on this, but me personally, if I'm a father, I have a problem with my kids seeing this episode because of the way they're depicting it. Um... So that's just a minor nitpick. I do like the episode, though. I like the Constructicons coming in. I don't have a huge problem with the New York-style accent. I like the con- the interaction between Bulkhead and the Constructicons. It develops his uh, character a little bit more. So I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Um, I can't give it any higher, though, because of some of those things that are starting to bug me. Um, overall, though, two out of the three episodes were pretty good this time. I liked the first one, I liked the last one, the middle one we could have done without. I'm still waiting for uh, this series to really take off, though, and to get good. Uh, overall, in the big picture, these three episodes had very little to do with the overall continuity and the the meaning, you know, the important meat part of Transformers Animated. I'm still looking for us to go that route, so I'm hoping we get there real soon, and I'm hoping I don't have to wait all the way until Season 3 to get there. So uh, I'll send it back to the guys on Earth, and uh, let's get their thoughts. 
Ooh, that sounds crazy. Even to me. Now back to Transformation Animation Podcast. All right, we are back. And before we get to responding to Kevin, we've got to respond to Salem's uh, voicemail. Uh, my responses are... Uh, Robotics are in stereos, microwaves, TV. There are circuits. There are, there is machinery inside that that some that could have invented. Um, this is not the Harrier you are looking for. Move along. <laughs> oh, the Harrier. <laughs> uh, okay. Anything to say to Salem, Steve? Mm, no. Okay, Michael. Um. I, I have leaned back in my chair and I've put my feet up, which means I'm relaxing. Okay. For the rest of this episode. All right. Uh, <laughs> responding to Kevin, uh, for me, garbage and garbage out. I agree with most of what he says, uh, except for the fact that Retgar is nowhere near Mick Foley. No way. I'm not sure who is that. The the, the guy that uh, he's a wrestler. Mick Foley is a wrestler from WWE. Um. He's the uh, guy. I don't know. I'll I'll show you later. How would I know this? Um, and then he's like, uh, he he said something about Retgar at the bottom of the. Oh no, he he was talking about the same thing you were talking about, Michael, about the um, the microbots and just vacuuming them them up. Well, he vacuumed them up into him in into his garbage thing, and then his garbage thing exploded. So I mean. You know, there's something there. Uh, you know, he didn't exactly. He didn't exactly. They didn't just magically disappear. They exploded afterwards. Well, that's why I thought that it was just like his head at the bottom of the sea. I didn't realize it was. He was buried. Just, I, I couldn't tell if he was buried or if his backpack exploded and took his body with it. Yeah. Because I mean, if he's got a body, why doesn't he just dig himself out? Because his hands were. Tr it's just his head. He's just a head, dude. <laughs> He's got a shoulder. There's oh, yeah. a head and a shoulder. <laughs> Steve, anything for Kevin on garbage in, garbage out? Um, how the hell could you not know that that was Weird Al? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could see if there'd be a confusion there because they put a reverb over his voice to make him sound more robotic. But it's still, it's still it's Weird still Al. Still Weird Al. You yeah. can still tell it was Weird Al. Yeah, I mean, if he had broken out a uh, accordion, an accordion, I was going to say harmonica, but I'm thinking that's not harmonica. If he had broken out an accordion out from his backpack, you know, I would have been like, oh, my God, it's weird. Oh, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, no, the voice is you can tell. Oh, yeah, you can, you can tell. so tell. And uh, I think it was, you know, in in Kevin's defense, because I I. I actually mentioned this to him after I listened to the clip. I said, you do know that was Weird Al, right? He's like, oh, yeah, I just kind of forgot to mention it. You know, Eric Idle is still alive. I mean, they probably no. could have gotten him. He yeah, probably but I lives think in L.A. I mean, in this in this universe, in the animated universe, I think Weird Al fits Retgar. I, I mean, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. Eric Idle will always be awesome as movie and G1 Retgar and, yeah. and anything else that he does. But, I mean, for this specific universe, right. uh, Weird Al fits much better. Uh, Eric Idle wouldn't have fit nearly as well with the I am Retgar and I dare to be stupid line. Exactly. That's the thing. That line was written specifically for Weird Al. For Weird Al, yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else on Garbage and Garbage out to Kevin, Michael? Ah. All 
velocity, the only thing I have is saving grace of the episode is it's blur. <laughs> it's the only saving that might be the only It's like this episode, they could have skipped it and it wouldn't yep. have mattered. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, what about you, Steve, for velocity? I agree with him. Okay. Michael? <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. I, I yeah, no, I'm, I was actually thinking, I never saw this episode, and I didn't miss it. And now that I've seen <laughs> it, it's like, well, I could have done without that. Yeah. And for, uh, I almost said Revenge of the Constructicons, Rise of the Constructicons. Uh, Kevin, would you rather have the AllSpark shards show up or Sara using her key every five fucking seconds. Go with the lesser of two evils, dude. <laughs> because the thing about the AllSpark shards, the AllSpark, we've established, it dispersed. It's all over Detroit. I mean, I get that he doesn't like it showing up in just random places, but that's the point. When it dispersed, it went everywhere, so you never know where one's going to show up. So it will be random. Right. I mean, you can only have Megatron creating new characters every so often. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, not I mean like, it's not like we can fly to Cybertron and go see Vector Sigma. <laughs> well, you could, because they're going to build a space bridge, but... <laughs> no, this, uh... It, it's interesting in that you you can have stories like this where... Or stories like Garbage In, Garbage Out, where new characters can just pop out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, how did Redgar come to be? Well, he was a garbage truck, or... He was a bunch of garbage that got created into a garbage truck that got created into a robot <laughs> or something like that, you know? And the same thing with, like, Mixmaster and Scrapper. Uh, they, they, they they were construction vehicles, and they just turned into Transformers. And, you know, when it happens in the movie, nobody complains. Ain't that the truth? Yeah, it's like, oh, why do we have a... Uh, Mountain Dew dispenser, shooting people with cans of Mountain Dew. What, you know, <laughs> or, or or why is there a Blendick in Sam's kitchen? Uh, <laughs> the blender dick, exactly. <laughs> or or the toaster. The to- I have the toaster transformer somewhere. It's funny. Yeah, burnt but, uh, toast. Yeah, burnt toast. Why why is there a burnt toast transformer? I yeah. Oh, okay. Because the the Allspark and turns things into transformers and. Hey, we're all fine with that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, and yet it's not okay here. Yeah. Personally, I don't think it's okay in the movies either. I think it's a horrible premise. Yeah. But, well, then uh, again, Kevin does love Revenge of the Fallen for some odd reason. I have no idea why. Uh, well, they didn't do that in Revenge of the Fallen so much. True. Yeah, you know, that was that was more of the first movie, a little bit in the second movie. But yeah, that was just a horrible, horrible plot device. Yeah, so I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you for joining us here on Transformation Animation Podcast. Or so always get in contact with us to leave feedback for the show. Visit the website, geekcastradio.com. Leave the show's feedback in iTunes. We have a new iTunes review. Ha ha. Uh, it is from Bondo Mike. He says, my take on the TAP podcast from GCRN. Five-star review. It was left on August 24th, so two days ago. Have to say that there is litter out there that escapes GCRN's uh, scrutiny, and it was no surprise that they decided to follow up with Transformers animated podcast, considering they covered every other Western incarnation of Transformers worth talking about. Except R.A.D. 
Well, we haven't got to that yet. Ahem. Really comes from... Uh, dude, as soon as they have a US DVD release, we can do it. It really comes from the point of the view of a G1 fan looking at this new series, but I have to say that they are pretty open-minded and just don't trash the series like many of the old-school TF fans do. What? Certainly... People what? trash the series? Yes. This is an awesome series. They certainly don't just comment that's not how it's supposed to be or that's not how it was, so overall they are pretty objective and fun to listen to. You can expect an unfiltered conversation from the crew and are great uh, pointing out all the references to previous series that the G1 fan would enjoy. Uh, though I used the word conversation, they do have organized topic points that they adhere to covering different aspects of the episodes they are talking about in their analysis of the episode. And once again, if they don't like something, they will say it. But don't focus on the negative too much. They also take into account that the show is written with G1 fans in mind, but also has to compromise, or not, well, it has to compromise for the children's viewers. Uh, for me, this is a fun podcast to listen to. I get a few laughs and a few aha moments when they mention some of the references that I missed. And I think that if you're like me, you get to the point with the podcast that you'll wish you were part of the conversation and analysis, which is really a compliment to TFG and Mike and the rest of the cast. Go check these guys out. They're great. Have to recommend you subscribe. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Bondo Mike. That's high praise. I... It's very, very high praise. That probably needs to go in the new site design. Yeah. Well, yeah, I like it. A big sidebar that's <laughs> high praise sidebar. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, I mean, the, the actual the idea that I like it so much, I wish I was there talking with them. I mean, that's... And, kind of and, cool. and we've had a lot of those. We've had people in the past that have said that. We had people say that on Beast Unleashed. Um, we've had people say that about M-Wire. And, and I've had people say that about TuneCast, that they wish that they were in on in, in on the conversation <laughs> with us. So You know, when I listen to some of the other podcasts and, and I want to be you in the conversation. You just cringe, don't you? Exactly. It's just because I want to holler. I just want to be like, oh, <laughs> exactly. my God, you're an idiot. Why, why would you say that? That's, oh, my God. <laughs> I do that and a that's lot. kind of the point though because and i've even said sometimes like like say i forget someone's name or say i forget a certain plot point and and i'll, I'll even say i know right now people are screaming <laughs> at their ipods <laughs> i know i've done that before <laughs> you know what i feel bad about is like occasionally i do that where it's like i'll say something that i i think might be wrong and if i catch it i'll i'll actually i've done this i'll go back into the into the uh comment section and say, oh, I screwed up. I, I said this. I should have said this. I think at one point I said something about uh, the 12 the inch titanium figures. Yeah, and it it's was like, a couple there's episodes. There's no such thing as 12. And, I, and listening after the fact, I'm like, you idiot. There's no such thing as a 12 inch <laughs> titanium figure. Six inch. And I'm waving my fist at the, at the, at the radio. You know, it's like, oh, oh my God, how dumb Twitter, are you? Twitter, the show name there is TFA Podcast. Mine is TFG and Mike. Steve, what is your Twitter? SCP21. And Michael? Pecan CT Michael. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash geekcast radio network. We now have 261 fans. Our fans jumped like like 10 fans in like one week. Uh, wow. Call the voicemail line. Tell us or show the leaving message for our engine name. 502-526-5821. We are currently taking donations for the voicemail number, seeing as how it expires next month. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Transformation Animation Podcast. I wish you'll join us next time when we'll be reviewing, as much as these guys are going to hate it, four more episodes from Transformers Animated Season 2. Those being A Fistful of Energon, SUV, Society of Ultimate Villainy, Auto Boot Camp, and Black Friday. For now, I am TFG1Mike with... 
Michael Wilson. And Steve Megatron Phillips. Because we are reviewing four episodes next time, we will ah. see you in two weeks. So we'll tap you again in two weeks. Ten fat ass bitchin', let me see what you got. <laughs> That's funny. Oh. Oh, what was that? Come on, Munchie. Come on, Munchie. Do you remember the... I know I've sent you guys this link before, but it was... Uh... It was like Happy Town. Was it was it Happy Town? And they had the guy who was like an Olympic gymnast and he did the gymnast thing, except it was like very cartoony. And then there was this girl, uh, and she was she was always dressed in pink and uh and at one point she was baking a cake and it's a it was a musical thing and it was like if you want to learn how to bake a cake, you have to follow the recipe blah 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 and then they intersperse that with some rap song that just followed the same beat so it was like you know if you want to learn how to bake a cake you gotta follow the recipe and then shake that ass shake that ass shake it baby shake that ass and then if you want to learn how to make a cake it, it was just one of the funniest things i'd ever seen positive i've sent you guys this link outtake what <laughs> Hmm, podcast good. Transform and roll out.